This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome once again to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 105. I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and joining me as always is my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. It's good to see you. It's good to be seen. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It looks cozy where you are. It is cozy where I am. So first off, apologies, uh, listeners or viewers, if you're watching the video, but uh, I am recording this straight off of my iPhone via our Zoom call, as we always do these days. And I know some of you, this offends your sensibilities. (laughs) We're not taking the time to produce awesome quality audio. I do apologize. We don't respect the studio or the podcast and keep it pure. (laughs) Apparently not. And, you know, I, but we own it. You know, we admit it, we own it. I hope it's good enough for for us. Now, listeners, given what you're paying for the podcast. (laughs) Given what we're paid for the podcast. (laughs) Given what we are paid for the podcast, exactly. (laughs) I think think you'll, you'll, you know, forgive us this trespass. So, uh, yeah, I'm in a nice, cozy, uh, like a little uh, ski lodge up in uh, northern New Hampshire. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, here with snow. the lady. For... Snow. <laughs> you know what, though? We actually have more snow both at my parents' house in Vermont and at my place down in Boston than huh. we do up here in the ski area, you know, capital of New, of New Hampshire. So, um, yeah, kind of odd. Not what I was expecting. So you should watch Holiday Inn, maybe. It'll, hey, it'll happen. Yes. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so how you been, man? Well, it's been a few weeks. We've been uh, been kind of busy. We had Thanksgiving and had I had thanks. work stuff and you had mm-hmm. work stuff. And- yeah. So I've gotten a, a little bit of travel. In, well, and we had a lot of personal travel, you mm-hmm. know, with, with, well, of course, with Thanksgiving. And then uh, we had my youngest daughter is a cheerleader in the high school football. So we won the state championship yesterday. The double a just boom ball yeah so two years in a row so that's pretty impressive all right i'm impressed (laughs) very good yeah i mean i didn't play or anything but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't play i didn't coach i I showed up and and cheered a little bit you know i did my part yeah that's start that's a start excuse me that's a start (laughs) yeah but that was fun uh and then work's been I mean, all over the place, but I mean, hey, that's, that's the life we chose. We, well, we did. And of course, you know, I've gotten my own choices recently and, you know, geez, work has been work. So, yeah. (laughs) It's way, you know, the alternatives of uh, living a different life. I mean, I I wouldn't want to change it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, office space when he decides he wants to be a construction worker. (laughs) I don't want to be a construction worker. Now, I don't want to work it in a tech either. But <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Working outside, making bucks. <sighs> yeah, no, I, I get that. I get that. I, I, I'm, I'm somewhere in between, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, uh, you know I'm, it's not exactly the nine to five, but uh, since uh, the, I report directly to the CISO in my current role, and he's based in Melbourne, Australia, 
mm-hmm. and um, half of my team is in London, England, and uh, the other half is in Lexington, Mass. Uh, I mm-hmm. work. Uh, it's not exactly nine to five, but yeah. work work is often happening at nine and five, and nine. <laughs> And five. and five yeah yes yeah. So, both, both nines both fives both nines by five yes exactly we've got nines <laughs> and fives They're covered. yeah so, so is uh, is he australian uh he's actually a south african by birth but then uh emigrated to australia which is kind of okay. kind of funny too is because my cousin married a woman who was born in south africa and also moved to australia so it's interesting <laughs> I I, seeing some patterns I think I've mentioned it before, but I love the, the um, South African accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting, too, when it's, when it's got an Australian flair to it, too. So. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I was born in Ohio. I spent well, the first 13 years of my life was in Ohio. I did not know that. You probably didn't know that, but no. clearly I've picked up the Southern dialect. Oh, you absolutely have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, it's, it's funny that you mentioned this, though, because um, I, um, um, one, of the, uh, one of my teams, uh, she's actually located in Australia also, but uh, she has been on maternity leave. So haven't actually, you know, she hasn't been an active participant on my team since I took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's funny is that she was uh, born in Vermont. <laughs> and, and then she ended up over in Australia. Now, what's really funny is, though, is like she's picked up the Australian accent. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty funny. She's only been there like I think five years or something. Oh wow! <laughs> so, but she's not the only one. Like I've known a couple of other folks. We had uh, we had an exchange student in high school. She mm-hmm. went over there for her senior year, and I remember she came back after one year, and and she was like all in, like, "Hey, I haven't seen you. You've grown heaps." <laughs> you know, like, i'm like i'm looking at like where are my heaps My heaps. <laughs> you know, <I> like, <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny how uh you know how, how some of these things can uh, can rub off on people so mm-hmm. well and and i find it i i guess i'm more influenced by the people around me and their language uh because mm-hmm. like when i'm in mexico um i'll talk more like the mexican uh mm-hmm people that are, that are speaking English there, I'll mm-hmm. somehow, I mean, I just end up doing it. And that because they're thinking in Spanish, but they're speaking in English sometimes, and I'll pick up some of their phrases. And then, cause I figure, well, he speaks this way. It probably under, he probably understands it when I speak back that way to it. I don't, sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Although one thing I've found, uh, so I, I work with a guy out of Romania a lot in Romania and Germany, uh, mm-hmm. and they answer, they always end their question with no. Peter, that's, that sweatshirt's warm, no? Sweatshirt's warm, no? Yeah. I, I, I know <laughs> yes, people like that. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. No, no, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, do I say no or do I say yes? I always just say yes and, and give the whatever the rest of it. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> cool. Well, we got uh, some stuff to talk about today, don't we? We do. We've got a few things. You well, want to kick us off? Or, or, I, or? I did try to, yeah. Well, yeah. I tried to uh, con Tim Richter into 
getting on the show today, but he was, oh. he was out buying a car. What's he getting? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Hey, well, you'll have him on next time. Yeah, he had. I don't think he's getting uh, anything cool like a Tesla or anything. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to get a mundane driving vehicle, something that will get him from A to B. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> <laughs> he's an IT guy. He should have a computer on wheels. It, I, it, a, a whole computer network. He should have a, a, a data center on wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, since we mentioned Tesla, do you want to tell us about? Yours? Oh, sure. Let's go there. <laughs> so it was around a year ago when I had my um, service, my annual service done on my car. Right. And that was when the tech uh, observed that there was this yellowing pattern around the edge of the 17-inch display on my Model S. Yeah. And now, apparently, this is a fairly common occurrence. And um, they, the Tesla was like, they weren't able to find replacement parts for these screens for a long time. Because didn't you have it on the schedule to be repaired at one point? Yes. Okay. And they would get back to me as soon as the uh, parts were installed. Not. <laughs> They never got back to me. I'm like, uh -huh. no, thanks, thanks, guys. That's awesome, you know. So, um, so that never happened, and um, so that was kind of a bummer. But uh, I had to recently um, set up another call for um, service for my car mm -hmm. because it was having. And sorry, there's a little bit, a little bit of background. I think the the crews, there's a, a troop movement is being orchestrated upstairs. The the rest of the, <laughs> the guests are heading out to a pub. I'm missing, I'm missing a pub, an Irish pub with like and, and brewery to be podcasting with you here today. Just so you know. I I assume you're going to catch up. Well, I have to. Call, I have a call with my stockbroker after this oh. too so i don't know <laughs> you, you, you may be uh looking for somebody to buy you drinks <laughs> i may i may just have to text my girlfriend and just say hey could you bring me back something <laughs> so anyway anyway uh, sorry so yes yeah, so, so about the uh, the tesla so um i noticed a few weeks ago i was driving and um, I, the button on the steering wheel to let me like make a phone call wasn't working. So the, the way the Tesla steering wheels have on the left side is um, audio controls. So mm -hmm. volume and, you know, play, pause, next, previous. Mm -hmm. And on the right side is another dynamic, you know, you've got a scroll wheel and then a button on the bottom and a button on the top. And the okay. bottom one can be dynamic, so you can adjust it to like scroll through your contacts or control the um, fan speed, uh, you know, just a lot of different things right there with your thumb. But mostly I use it just for making phone calls and that stopped working. Yeah. And it also meant that like, even if I accepted a phone call or I did the, hey, Siri, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, make a phone call uh, thing, um, I couldn't end the thing without going into the 17 inch touchscreen display and opening the phone app and finding the way to hang up or, or dial there. Yeah. So that was a little annoying, but mm -hmm. so is setting up an appointment for Tesla service these days. 
because there's a robot for that (laughs) there is there's an app for that and that's the only way you can do it so you have to do it from the tesla app so at first i said well you know i'll schedule this and i looked now the only days that they um could do it with a mobile service at my house at my home were were mondays now mondays i'm generally at the new office so Mm -hmm. that's not good the only days that they could actually do the service at the office were Fridays. Fridays when you're not the there. I'm generally working from home. So I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. So I'm going to leave it at work on the charging station. Y'all just fix it. <laughs> pretty much. That was the plan. So anyway, um, so what I did, though, is I decided this next coming Friday, we're having our holiday party. So I was going to be there anyway. So I decided I would schedule a service for late in the day, Friday afternoon, and, you know, just be in the office then Mm -hmm. so uh and then i remembered i'm like oh yeah i gotta do the the display issue at that point too so i Mm -hmm. put in those two ticket items and uh a day or so later they texted me back and said oh we can't do that display change as part of the mobile repair you need to bring it in (sighs) great so i set it up and uh, I, I did this this past week and brought it in on Monday morning at 7.45 a.m. Now, of course, I, they didn't do the valet service. They used to do valet service. They would mm-hmm. come and drop off a loaner and pick up my car. Well, they don't do that anymore because of demand. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot. And uh, so I had to drive it over there myself. Okay, fine. But clarity as to like whether how long how long the repair is going to take you know is it going to be like a couple hours and i can just wait for it or you know do i get a loaner is that standard because there's no confirmation or anything like that no way to ask people mm-hmm. they can only they'll text you if they have questions but they don't give you the opportunity to ask them questions uh. so anyway they gave me the loaner and that as it happens we had kind of a blizzard the early part of this week in yeah. Boston, like schools were closed, work from home kind of thing. Oh, that's awful. So, schools are closed up there. It is, but yeah. you know what? They're getting kind of wimpy about this. They're, right. they're getting, yeah, it's it's not like when I was a kid when we were waiting and there's like a foot of snow on the ground. Then they're like, maybe we'll close. Now it's like, <laughs> might be snow tomorrow. We better close schools. Yeah, so, whatever. But uh, anyway, I ended up taking the car in. Uh, they needed extra time. They finished it at like 4.30 on Monday afternoon and texted me. Now, that's the, the auto text says you can pick up your car anytime from 9 to 5. The technician typed in, though, you can, you know, we're done and you can pick the car up tomorrow. And I was like, well, if you're open to 5, can I come now? And he said, actually, we're closing early today. Ah, thank you. So the next day the second storm came in so i didn't even you know bother going and so i went back at the at the end of the day finally the snow stopped at like three o'clock tuesday afternoon and i went and you know it was nice getting my my own car back they had they they gave me a model 60 same same as mine but an older version um but just not as fancy and and mine like mine is really as pretty much the baseline model but you know a lot has changed since then so mm-hmm. it was just it was just nice getting my own car back and yeah you know, so, so that was that was nice so that um, but that was only that was part of the tesla stupidity 
<laughs> well, let, let me ask you a quick question about that. So, Go ahead. Pardon my ignorance, but is that monitor? I mean, it's just a monitor, right? It's just an LCD. Is it touchscreen? Yeah, it is. It's a touchscreen. So it's a, a touchscreen LCD. 17-inch touchscreen. Yep. They are rolling those things off the factory floor out of China constantly. You'd like, <laughs> you'd like to think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would think that you could just like, Get that. So anyway. Run down, to, oh, run down yeah. to Best Buy, buy a $500 laptop, rip the display out, slap it in my <laughs> slap car. Slap it in there, yeah. Oh, uh, it, okay, so. But anyway, okay. apparently their manufacturer um, was, you know, they, they were without them for quite some time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and of course, in, you know, in classic Tesla customer service fashion, they didn't bother getting back to me when they did have them again. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I can't text like, you. You don't text me. <laughs> right. I can't even call you anymore. So, uh, but wait, there's more. <laughs> so, in a recent software update, um, to let me back up a little bit. So, Tesla for a long time has had this feature called smart preconditioning. Uh -huh. And it's supposed to be like, well, I don't forget. Do you have a smart thermostat? Do you have like a, do. Nest, a Nest or Ecobee? What do you have got? I've got a, it's a Novio. Okay. Don't know Novio, that one. Yeah. It's, it's train, what train uses. Uh, okay. But yeah, so, I have one. So I, I have a Nest. I've had Nests for, for years now. And um, just like the Nests, you know, they have these like AI powered machine learning, blah, blah, blah. We'll learn your schedule. So you don't even have to program me. Yeah. Well, Supposedly, the, the Tesla has had a similar thing called smart preconditioning for several years as well. And uh, according to all accounts that I have found while trolling the internet forums, it has never worked for anybody. <laughs> and like people who have regular nine to five schedules, five days a week, every day, same schedule, the thing doesn't work. Uh, well, I read one guy's account saying he just happened to check on the app one night at like 1 a.m. and it, the heater was running and stuff, trying to warm it up. <laughs> so I didn't even bother with that. Right. Um, but uh, I was curious though, because now that I'm pretty regularly driving to, you know, because this new gig that I'm working, it's on site as opposed to you know the previous one with the hospital that i was doing most of the time was mostly remote mm -hmm. um you know so i have a much more predictable schedule so i figured i would try to use that now i'm not going to bother using them but <laughs> they recently in the in the most recent software update allowed you to set a scheduled departure time and so what it does is it calculates how long it will take to reach full charge so you can tell it not to start charging or, you know, basically when you want it to finish charging. Okay. And there's also another option to have the cabin, you know, climate control adjusted for your departure time too. Oh, that, that actually does sound cool. Except it doesn't do anything. <laughs> now the scheduling <laughs> charging part, the scheduled departure part that has been working mm -hmm. just fine. But not once have I gone into the car and found that it was actually warmed up or anything or any evidence that the heater had actually been running to, to get the climate, you know, acclimated. <laughs> so, you know, and, but the other thing that bothers me about this is the option. You have two options. Do you want it to do this every day of the week or every weekday? Well, <laughs> what if I'm only generally doing this three or four days a week? Yeah. Why is this so hard? 
why is this so hard to, you know, put together like a customizable schedule? Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, the engineers who are drawing these things up, they just, I don't, I don't think that they have a very large focus group, you know, mm -hmm. when they, when they're like, you know, trying to get some feedback and stuff. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. I could see seven check boxes in a GUI, all one line. It, it take two lines in a table description wow. at the top button at the bottom <laughs> why is that so hard you know I just, it, it really shouldn't be that hard mm -hmm. <sighs> but anyway so that that's my my tesla service and my tesla stupidity and related to that recently um i was having nest stupidity uh-huh so I don't know about you. Uh, do you use iPhone? Do you use iOS location services much? I do. Okay. Um, so Nest uh, recently, it was earlier, it's a few months ago now, I believe, um, Google, who owns Nest, has announced that they're switching everybody over to Google accounts for Nest instead of Nest accounts. Uh, okay. And yeah. the, the friendly folks at IFT, I-F-T-T-T, if this, yeah. then that, Mm -hmm. announced that, hey, guess what? Nest is discontinuing support for IFT. Well, there was a backlash, and then Google said, okay, fine, we will let you keep your existing Nest accounts, but if you migrate over to a Google account, then it's not going to work anymore. You're out of luck. All right. So I double-checked, and according to the instructions I was provided with, I was supposed to not do anything. And if I was to do specifically nothing, make no changes, don't disable any recipes, don't, make, don't migrate to a Google account, if it was supposed to continue to work with Nest. Mm -hmm. Care to guess what happened? It broke. It stopped working. <laughs> it stopped working. <laughs> it stopped working. So the only thing I had generally done was I would have it say, like, if I exited my geofence, mm -hmm crank the heat down or set status to away, yeah. right? Now, the Nest has that ability built in as well. It wasn't working. Yeah. I opened a support ticket with Nest. They chatted me through this whole bunch of different things, validate this, check this, download, reinstall the app, double check location services, et cetera, et cetera. I would still notice that I would be like, I'd wake up at my girlfriend's house the next morning, open up my nest and see that the heat was fired up and running full blast at home. <laughs> open up a second support ticket with nest. Oh uh -huh. yeah, we need to do this, need to do that, need to do the other, um, need to turn off location tracking, uh, you know, tell it not to use the thermometer itself because the thermometer has a motion sensor in it. Okay. So we're going to tell it not to use that, just use the phone this will fix the problem. Great. Two days later, wake up from a girlfriend's house. Look, he's running full blast at home. <laughs> Getting a little irritated. <laughs> now, I thought this was likely related to iOS 13 because I know mm -hmm. a lot of stuff seemed to break and there were a lot of app updates coming fast and furious, particularly around location services. Mm -hmm. But anyway... Third time was a charm. This time I called Nest as opposed to doing it by a chat. And this guy had me do things that I had not done on the other previous things. I'm going to just, let me just take a quick look real quick just to verify. But I, before <laughs> I jinx myself, I'm going to take a look. So again, I'm you know, a couple hundred miles away right now. Okay. 
Well, this is a little disappointing because the temperature <laughs> in my living room, even though it's set to eco temperatures right now, and it's set to target 50 degrees, the temperature in my living room is right now 66. <laughs> and Maybe it's oh, look, the heat ran for five and three quarter hours yesterday. And I was gone all day yesterday. <laughs> so Nest is still stupid, which is awesome. This is this is great. So I'm paying to heat my my house down there in a cold snap, even though I'm uh, about 125 or 150 miles away from home. <laughs> <sighs> Welcome to 1985. <laughs> it's great. It's great. So, how about you? Now, you know, we when uh, when Amazon announced the Echo uh, Auto, we both bought one. Yep. Um, I, well, you got on the early list. I was on the early adopters list. That's right. I bought it, and it's and I and this was like a year ago, more than a year ago. I requested it. Uh, it only showed up was I guess a couple months ago or so. Um, I didn't get around to actually installing it. It's in my car, but like you know, it's in the trunk of my car. I haven't actually unboxed uh -huh. it and set it up. The, and the main reason is because like it's if I use it and I have it paired as my Bluetooth device, it means I can't use my phone which means I can't use my phone to play my podcasts or music that I usually stream from it without like switching devices. Well, you would think that. Okay. It, it doesn't quite do it that way because, uh, because I've got, um, I've got my Bluetooth. I've got an F I've, I've got a 1997 Chevy truck. It does not have Bluetooth. So I've got an <laughs> FM modulator, which is Bluetooth. And yep. my phone communicates to my truck radio over the FM modulator Bluetooth. Got but it. Alexa can also run at the same time to me. So my communication to my car and Alexa happens at the same time. So it's not... Yeah, because I, I, I thought the same thing after what you said. I was like, how is this possibly going to work? Because I don't have an aux in or anything like that. Right. But it, it talks to both Bluetooth devices at once. And Interesting. Yeah. So okay, so I, maybe I should give it a top uh, – because I, I pretty much, after you know figuring that out, I was, or after maybe wrongfully figuring that out, figure that this is going to be stupid. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but you actually tried it on yours. Yeah, I actually tried it. <laughs> so, so how's it working for you? It's 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 in my truck somewhere. It's not plugged up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it became very frustrating because, and it may just be, it it may just be it's so new. But I've had really good dictionary skills with it before. You know, because mm -hmm. I use Siri, I use a word, and you know, I enunciate so that the computer can understand me. And so we were, we were testing it. Elizabeth and I were driving to the farm. And I said, I said, let's test this thing some. And I said, you know, I thought of something I knew it would find on Google. And I said, A word, find how to broil a steak. And she replied back, how to boil snake. 
okay. I said, I said, okay, so that's, that's understandable. Stop. And I said it again, slowly and clearly. And apparently there was how to make some kind of snake drink. So, okay. Okay. So you, you don't understand well these other things that I want you to do. How about we play some music? And I have on my station in Amazon audio pulled up Don Williams because I was listening to country. So I, I told her to play my Amazon music. Sure. Started and? playing Mexican uh, dance pop. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, uh, so I pull up my phone and I'm like, where? Okay. I mean, not that I minded the music cause I like, I like Mexican music. And, but I was, I was like, uh, it's still showing Don Williams. It says playing Don Williams right now. <laughs> so I, Don Williams. Better. I get rid of the Amazon video audio app. The Mexican pop is still coming through. Out of clear. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So finally I had to unplug her to get the music to stop. I didn't dislike it. It just I couldn't I had no control over it. Right. And then the other thing was I I couldn't use her to make phone calls, which is okay. really important to me in the hands free world. It you know, because like if I want to make a phone call I really want to be able to tell that wireless device to make the phone call. Sure. If I can't do that, then I have to do, put my headset on. I have to put my Bluetooth headset on, which then right. has to work with Siri. Now, right, right. now I'm flip-flopping between these two. Uh, I really, I don't understand why she can't, I guess it's an Apple thing. She can't attach to the phones and, and actually make dials and things like that. Right. I don't know. I've never, tr like if you, if I, I know like on the iPhone, if I try to make a call via Alexa, she's going to call via Alexa. She's not going to mm -hmm. initiate a phone call. Yeah. So I could call you via the Alexa app. Yeah. That's yeah. I can call you. You're the only person yeah. I know that has one. I, I can either call myself or I can call you. <laughs> I could call you or I could, by accident, maybe like at one point, I almost accidentally called an ex-girlfriend and then I had to go figure out how to figure out how to um, edit my Alexa specific contacts <laughs> to remove that from happening. Because the last <laughs> thing I want to do is like say, you know, like call Adam Bell, have her listen and, you know, mistake that for the only other option <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and call that, you know, uh -huh. oh, geez. So it, it is nice though, because you're my only contact in there. When I want to send you a message, if I'm near, near her, I can just say, send Peter a message and it, it does work great. <laughs> it does. And, you know, calling via the app actually works pretty well too. Mm-hmm. If you've ever used that, but as a, you know, the app as a call, as a, as a, a call client is, it's pretty handy. I mean, I don't know why you would want to use that, but I can see myself actually, if, um, if my folks had the bandwidth to do it and they had like an echo show or mm -hmm. echo spot or even just an echo, um, you know, I could just call them to that and, you know, all they would have to do is like say yes to answer it or something like that. Cause yeah. in, invariably I, I first, when I call my dad, the first thing I'll do is try to FaceTime him 
and then I'll try to call him on the cell phone and then I call the home phone and he'll, you know, say, oh yeah, well the cell, the, the phone, it's, it's, I left it out in the car or it's down the hall charging or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, the drop in mode that they've added, that's pretty cool. So you can drop in on your own devices, like an intercom. Yeah, I've seen that. That's kind of, yeah. And you can also, um, you can use it like an intercom to send a broadcast mm-hmm. across the, the homes and stuff. That, 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 that's kind of neat, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I go through phases though, you know, every now and then I get the, like the, the, the privacy, you know, concern gets to me, but it hasn't been enough for me to get rid of her yet. I guess I really like to be able to turn the lights on and off. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so much more work to say to turn the lights off than it is to walk past it and flip it up, though. <laughs> yeah, but, like, if I've forgotten the lights, you know, and I'm here hundred, hundreds of miles away from home, it'd be yeah, nice that, to yeah. know if they're turning off and, you know, not spending that, what, 25, 50 cents on electricity? <laughs> you, you know, one thing that was funny, though, when, when you told me you got yours, and it was probably, I don't know, maybe two weeks after the time you said you got that your echo auto. And I was like, I think I want one. Let me see how long it will take me to get one. And I went to Amazon and I'm like, buy now. <laughs> I was like, I guess they didn't give the preferred buyers that much, uh, preference. <laughs> now, how much, what did, what did yours cost you? It was like 40 some dollars. Yeah, I paid like 25. Yeah. So I think that was the, that was, the that was the preference. Okay. Yeah. So, so you got to pay like twice as much for something that you actually used a little bit, whereas I paid half as much and got zero use. So I think you're <laughs> still ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think I am going to try it again though. Cause it's like anything I was thinking about it. Well, that's why I was, I was thinking about it. I was like, I need to really try that again because mm-hmm. there are, we have a human tendency that, easy things that we know we don't try the new things or don't adopt the new things because they're different. Like I changed payroll companies recently and and I was trying to figure out my this month, December budget. And I was like, I can't find the stupid payroll. It used to be just like right there in QuickBooks. Now I got to log into this webpage and find out what it is. I'm like, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Get over it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. get, get over it <laughs> it's not that bad yeah <laughs> oh brother all right so um so that's our 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 discussion about uh alexa these days and uh echoes echo auto but not as not quite as stupid but i've got more it's been a stupid week or so so i've got more stupidity oh. amazon amazon stupidity okay let me start with this. Let me back up just a little bit. Um, so my parents have cats and I shipped them. I figured my mom might enjoy a toy. So I got my mom because you remember we've, we've talked about my, you know, my mom, um, she had a stroke and, uh, but she still has, you know, the use of one hand. Mm-hmm. So I figured I would send her a laser pointer. Okay. So that she can torment the cats with it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ordered it and I got a note that it was shipped on 12-2. Okay. Right? Today, as we're recording this, it is 12-6. So it says, uh, Amazon says to me, shipped, 12-2. Amazon package with your interactive cat toy, blah, blah, blah. Great. 
twelve three. Arriving today, um, your uh, oh something else that I ordered on the same thing. <laughs> Great, delivered twelve three. That other thing, twelve four. So two days ago, arriving today, your package with blah 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 interactive cat toys. <laughs> Yesterday, twelve five. Arriving today, your Amazon package with blah, 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 interactive cat toys. Yeah. Today, arriving today, your Amazon package with blah, 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 interactive cat toys. Are you holding your breath for today? Finally, today, delivered your Amazon package with blah, 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 interactive cat toys. But I just thought it was kind of funny that three days in a row, arriving today, arriving today. No, no, really, arriving today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of stupid Amazon, you know, which is funny, uh, though, because because usually what happens is I get the notice saying um, uh, delivered your package, blah, blah, blah. And then like an hour later, arriving today, this package. I'm like, yeah. I know it, yeah. is, it, it was arriving today about an yeah. hour ago. So, well, and I don't understand. Sometimes it's so good. Like I'll get. I'll get a delivery notice. I will get a picture of my package on my porch. Yep. And it's, yep. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is, this is awesome. That, thank you. That's great service. Yeah. And then you now, get that. And then you get this. Yes. Now, did you ever, did you guys ever sign up? Do you ever ring video doorbell or something else compatible? So you can let the Amazon people just walk right in your front door and, uh, and, and oh. leave stuff there. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have a, I have a video camera. So I'm, I'm recording everything that happens there, but no, I don't have the let Amazon in my house. Man, they're already, I mean, they're listening to everything. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're Why recording not just, everything I type. I'm not going to give them a key. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> They've got everything else. What's this one? <laughs> Think of the convenience, right? Yeah. Could you just yeah, drop this stuff off and while you're at it, steal? Oh, I don't have anything we're stealing. And maybe that oh, package, that <laughs> package that you delivered is the most valuable thing here. <laughs> You'd think, though, if they were going to steal it, that they, they wouldn't go through the effort to, to deliver it. Come into your home. <laughs> <laughs> so while we're talking about Amazon, as uh, uh -huh. I think I've, I've mentioned, uh, back in July, I spun up my own uh, VPN server. And uh -huh. it's just a little AWS instance. Um, and um, I never really paid attention to the amount of bandwidth that AWS lets you pass through their systems before they start charging you. Okay. So I don't even know right off the top of my head what the caps are. Mm -hmm. But I know I exceeded the free caps. <laughs> now, <laughs> I did this first a couple months ago. You may remember um, at, at Paradigm, uh, it's a Dropbox reseller, but the number of customers that they've been, uh, you know, Paradigm has been reselling Dropbox to has been dropping steadily like a right. stone because most people are just using the SharePoint and OneDrive that comes with Office 365. Right. Right. So if you're already paying for Office and you get all this other stuff and watch out Slack, you might be next. Just, just saying. I, I haven't I haven't really used it. I used Teams for one tech support call and it was okay, but I hear it's getting pretty good. So anyway, um, so this is kind of more Peter's stupidity. Uh, so a couple months ago, you may recall, or a month or so ago, 
I was um, trying to move all of my stuff. And we're talking like more than a terabyte of data out of Dropbox into OneDrive and SharePoint. And I was doing it from my own computer at home, you know, in the, in the home office. And I thought to myself, this is taking forever. And this is before I'd upgraded the, the SSD on the thing. So I kept on running out of space. I'm downloading, you know, like hundreds of gigs of stuff from Dropbox and then having to turn around and upload it back into the cloud to OneDrive. And, you know, like at least once or twice a day, I get notices that my hard drive is filling up and it interrupts the process. So I had this bright idea. I just spun up a Windows server in AWS, install the Dropbox client and the OneDrive client, drag and drop, and I'll use Amazon's fat pipe to do this transfer. Brilliant, awesome. right? Brilliant. What, what could go wrong? <laughs> I didn't account for bandwidth caps. <laughs> That's what could go wrong. And all of a sudden, I had like a $70 bill from AWS, whereas nor well, $70 higher than normal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, normally my AWS bill is pretty tiny, you know, mm-hmm. like 30 bucks. So I'm like, what's going on? So I stopped doing that. But then, uh, and I decided again to, I never had finished that process. So I did, again, last uh, couple of weeks ago, decided to resume the, the, uh, the process on my home system this time. And I got my AWS bill, and this time it's $100 over normal. And I'm like, what is going on? I said, you know, it's weird because I looked at the last two days of the month, and the only thing I could think of that was, I said, I was doing my my Dropbox to OneDrive move again, but I wasn't using AWS for this. So I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Then yesterday, that got to do with the price of eggs in China. Exactly. <laughs> and then I remembered, you know, I, I woke up yesterday morning and it was like, I'm sitting there lying in bed and then my eyes bolt open and I'm like, I had my VPN client connected. And my VPN, like <laughs> half of the internet, is on AWS. <laughs> so even though I wasn't directly thinking about using an EC2 instance, I was indeed routing all of my traffic for Dropbox and OneDrive through this VPN server that I have, which is, yes, an AWS instance. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so before I could rack up another nickel of charges, of course, I shut down the VPN server and just let the, and by that time, of course, the, the migration had completed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, still. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that wasn't, that was, that was Peter's stupidity more than, you know, uh, Amazon stupidity, mm-hmm. but not to leave anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll let you go ahead though. If you want to interject a, a topic here, I'll take some turns. Uh, sure, sure. So I, I mentioned the, the nut. Well, you know, a lot of the times I'm finding my own stupidity comes from, um, my ignorance on the topic and I have, uh, tried to do it quick, more quickly than I should have without doing enough research. And it's, Mm -hmm. that's usually what gets me lately. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn, trying to learn a lot of these new Azure and Nerdio sitting on top of that. Uh, Most of the time, what I'm running into is I didn't know the prerequisite that I needed to actually make that work. Yep. And sometimes once you get past a point, there is no fixing it. 
you destroy it and you start over. Start over again. And had I done the research, I wouldn't have lost the time. So, but I've had that. So, I have an Intel NUC. And I wanted, there's, there's the i3 version, which is completely slim. I mean, it's as slim as a, as a Mac Mini. And it has no moving parts whatsoever. Uh, but it also has no room for a, tr a traditional sized SSD drive. So it's okay. only got uh, size for the, whatever the little chips are that look like RAM, the M323 or whatever yep. they are, you know, these guys. But so I wanted, I wanted a 256 gig OS drive in it. And I wanted a terabyte storage drive dump okay. you know stuff that i can just dump isos things that i don't want to back up but if they were lost i wouldn't care but i, right. wanted, I wanted a solid state so i bought the i5 nuc where i had space for both you know the the little s m323 drive and mm -hmm. a terabyte solid state drive okay so i put it in there and i fire the thing up and I hear a hard drive spinning. What? How can there be a, I mean, like the hard drive light would take off in activity and I'd hear a hard drive. I'm, how is this possible? I put a solid state in there. Hmm? Did you know that solid states make noise? The circuitry can make noise? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard one, but yeah. Okay. But it was described to me as a, I mean, I went out and looked it up. I said, my solid state drive. Yeah, you know, I just did a Google search on my solid state drive is making noise. And it said it can emit an audible squeal when the system is idle or under light use. I'm like, huh. I, I did, did not, not know that. that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I've got this solid, I mean, I, the reason I bought the NUC is I wanted silent computing. I love my Mac mini. It makes, right. it has a fan but it still makes zero noise that I can detect. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's under the bottom of it. It disperses, you know, but I've got this gaming computer that I built in 2008 when I was still playing World of Warcraft and things like that. And I didn't know you played World of Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I played World of Warcraft up until 2008 as well. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were what, what server did you live on? Uh, Feather Moon. Okay, I was not on that one. I was on, I was, I wasn't on that one. I was on a different one. But I, but yeah. <laughs> Small world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. You were saying. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got this nut now that that makes hard drive noise, but it's it's a lot less noise than than my great big fans I've got in there. So, so I think I'll still use it. Okay. Although I I may end up like buying a terabyte like one of those the m323 or, or i hope i'm calling it the right drive i can't remember what they're called uh and just get one of those big drives so they only have one hard drive in it but it's still pretty slick i would rather have a mac mini but <laughs> those things are expensive yeah they've gone way up in price yeah i, I don't know man i'm i'm sitting here Continuing, still using my uh, my six year old MacBook Air as my personal laptop, <laughs> and you know, like today, for instance, when I was spinning up myself a new VPN server so that I could, you know, do it under my personal AWS account as opposed to the Paradigm AWS account, so as to get around those bandwidth caps that I already 
hit <laughs> the other one. Um, I'm just operating out of a terminal pretty much, you know, and it's great. But it's getting like slow enough that if I open a few tabs in Google Chrome, it's painfully slow. <laughs> and I had the, um, the Spark email client installed. I was using that yeah. for a while. Oh, that thing's a pig. <laughs> on on this machine it's super painful to use mm -hmm. so so i really can't use this for much of anything anymore so it's it's yeah but you know i'm less than um less than a month away from being able to buy myself a new laptop <laughs> you, you you're sticking to the plan you and listener fan and you know friend of the show scott wilsey are supposed to be holding me accountable and not letting <laughs> me do that you almost so, you almost pulled it off with an iPad and yeah uh, yeah I I, I I I sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically, I did buy that little Surface that's like uh -huh. an iPad size Surface too, but I didn't even open that one. I decided not to. So, mm -hmm. so I sort of sort of went against my uh, my, my my vow there, but I did turn it back. So it was <laughs> yeah. yeah. So buyer's remorse. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I almost talked myself into buying a, well, I really want one. Uh, I've got a UTV. It's a Lin High UTV that a okay. friend of mine, he, he bought, it didn't have enough power. So he was going to get rid of it and he ended up giving it to me. Well, it's, you know, free gifts are not always free because I've spent, a lot of time and money on fixing the thing. So I was like, you know, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to buy a John Deere Gator brand or I'm just going to get a used one. Well, John Deere has a 0% APR for six years. Whoa. Or five years. Still. Uh, <laughs> 60 months, five years. And you can buy it and it's the same as paying cash. So whatever you figure out the number to be plus sales tax, yeah, that's your divide that by 60. That's your payment, which is pretty slick. And I was like, I'm in, <laughs> I want to, I want to, you know, I want a $19,000 <laughs> UTV that will do everything I want. And, and I had myself convinced and I was like, wake up, dude, you're not going <laughs> to spend $19,000 on that. That's something you may drive a dozen times a year. <laughs> Especially when you could put that money towards the down payment on a Tesla Cybertruck. Yeah, anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to throw boulders at my windshield. <laughs> Smash! Oh, man! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> oh, Elon. <sighs> so, so, I, so not to leave Apple out of these things, because, you know, we've talked about Amazon stupidity. We, we talked a little bit about Tesla stupidity. And um, I, um, uh, so we went, went downtown for coffee this morning. And we're only, you know, we're like two or three miles away from where, from the uh, lodge that we rented. So I decided I would walk back because I really have not been getting a lot of exercise lately. So Stop I figured... Running? I haven't had time. Uh, number okay. one, I haven't had time. And number two, the it's gotten cold and yucky and snowy and stuff. So mm -hmm. I have not been getting enough exercise. Um, and uh, for the, yeah. Anyway, so I said, I'll, I'll walk. So we can post a, uh, a picture, a snapshot of, that I took of my maps. Um, but I wasn't looking at the phone when I was navigating, you know, having it navigate my way home. It was just mm -hmm. like every now and then it would just tell me, you know, like, 
take a slight right on this road or do this and that. And I was using the watch to tell me where to go, but I wasn't looking at, you know, the maps on the watch. I would just look down at the watch and it would say, turn right, turn left, go straight. <laughs> so uh, we, we can post this into the show notes, but you will see where there was approximately a tenth of a mile straight shot where I was walking, but Apple not so helpfully told me to turn right, go for a quarter mile, and then detour back a quarter mile. As so it added a half mile to my walk That's for awesome. no reason. Now it's like maybe it well, wanted to make sure I got my step count. You know, it knew yeah. that I hadn't been getting enough exercise. It's like we'll just direct him a little bit further. He'll thank us later. Maybe it was situationally aware and was taking you away from something bad. I, you know, there could have been a traffic jam there, but you know, by the time <laughs> I got. When I was taking that detour and when I came back away from the detour, I looked and I saw no cars that entire time. <laughs> so I don't think that was it. Yeah, okay. Well, <sighs> benefit of the doubt. So talking about running, have do you know what an air runner is? Mm, I can't say that I do. Okay. So imagine a treadmill. Uh, I don't know why the... Um, I don't know why the tracks are like this, but the tracks are kind of like a, a tank tread, but, but rubber. I mean, it, it's smooth. I mean, it, that's the closest thing is like a, a track on a caterpillar or some kind of thing. And it's rubber and you've got handrails that run all the way up and you've got, you know, the counter up at the front of it where it counts how many steps you go. But depend, you take your steps on it and depending on where you step, is how fast the thing goes. There's not a motor driving the wheel or the, the tread. You drive the tread with where you are positionally on the, tr on the treadmill, on the air runner. Okay. Now, so is this higher tech or is this old school? Um, I think it may be, I mean, this is high tech. I mean, we just got them at the at our gym at the cross. Okay, so it's, but it's 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 not just like a manual treadmill then. It it is more or less a a play on a manual treadmill. Uh, okay, but it's doing some of the more stuff, and so it's got it's slightly angled up, and as you get further up at it, you it goes faster, and you start. Yeah, and so you run the the further up you are, the faster you run, and you huh. kind of lean into it. And it's um, it's interesting. A lot of the runners really like it. Okay, um, I'll I'll run on it because it's there and it's part of the workout. But I, I'd rather run outside. But a lot of the runners really like it, and it's you know not bad on your knees. And so yeah, it'd be worth checking out. Okay, an air runner. I'll give that a shot. I mean, I, I kind of want to. That's, that's uh, something I haven't even had a chance to check it out. But at the new office, there is a gym. Mm -hmm. um, I hear it's not terribly fancy, but, you know, I, I, could, I could use that. Um, they do uh, yoga once a week on site on Wednesdays, nice. which I, I've done a couple of classes there, and that's been okay. Mm -hmm. um, two or three, actually. I don't remember now. And then, uh, and of course, you know, I've got my dumbbells and my, uh, my, um, what, Oflex or whatever mm -hmm. model, you know, uh, adjustable weights and things at home. And I can put myself through a yoga workout anytime I want. <laughs> and I can, you know, I've got the seven minute workout on my watch or on Alexa. So I've got no excuse other than 
I've just come back home some days and I'm just fried. Mm -hmm. Like I got nothing. And all I can do is just sit down, find a, you know, a can or a bottle of some really nice beer, Mm -hmm. savor it. And then I'm asleep. And then the next morning it's 5:45. I'm up, I'm out the door and back to work again. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll start texting you again. Push-ups. Yeah, I, I know. I, even that, I've got daily rem, you know reminders that go off every hour during the workday, and even then, I'm just like, I, I can't write down. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I've I've kind of backed off the push-ups, but just because I didn't want to do any, you know, really long-term, over and over, repetitious damage as far as like making myself in a certain way. Uh, but I still do it. I try to do it every other day. I do my pushups okay. every other day okay? Uh, because I had some shoulder issues and doing the pushups actually helped my shoulders. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you do it right, it can be like physical therapy. Mm-hmm. If you do it wrong, it can be physical damage. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I'm trying to, well, my reminder when it goes off is to do um, pushups, squats, dips and uh calf raises okay and you know even if you just do like just 10 Mm -hmm. right i can feel the difference if i just do that but like and it literally takes me like what two minutes (laughs) but somehow you know if i if i don't stay on top of it i will let myself psych myself out and you know like now i don't have to i'll make up some excuse you know Mm -hmm. i don't have time for that right now or you know so, yeah. Well, I get so, the reminder on my phone. My Fitbit mm-hmm. tells me do your yep. 250 steps and I've got a staircase that's near my office and it's three stories and I go up and down the stairs <laughs> until I, <laughs> yeah. the only thing that's, uh, uh, so on the second floor, there's a homeschooler classroom there. Um, I always zip pie, you know, up and down, but I'm always like partially like, I wonder if, I hope they don't think I'm like peeking in on kids, you know, weird dude or something. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some weird dude who's just going up and down the stairs. <laughs> but I always turn on the light, go down, up, down, up till I'm done, and then come back up and turn the light off. So making it pretty clear I'm not creeping. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, um, I've got another call in about 20 minutes. Yep. And um, so I know you are, you still, you use a financial advisor and someone to uh, like, you know, help you do like manage your stock portfolios and things, correct? Mm-hmm. I do. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have a call with, um, with mine shortly to mm-hmm. just see. Now, I, I've been racking up fees, you know, and again, I'm going to see now they make these promise about, you know, like tax loss harvesting and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I'm really leaning towards like, I want to know how much money have you, have have you saved me Mm -hmm. and how much has it cost me and how much would I have, how much was made versus if I had just bought a target date fund. Right. So I'm really curious. I was just wondering, have you had any kind of calm, you know, questions or, or calm, uh, discussions like this with your, uh, with your, your guys? 
I have. And so they made regulation changes. I want to say it was like 18 months ago. Mm -hmm. And so the fees were always there. We just didn't know the fees were there in with, with the advisor. And so they have made it now to where they're requiring the advisors to be a parent with the fees that they're charging. Uh, and so I don't know if maybe you didn't see them before because they were hidden in the fund uh, mm -hmm. that you just didn't notice them, but now you do. Uh, so there's that. And then um, depending on how you want to do it, some of them will make money when you make money. That's their, Right. Well, well, these, they're supposed to be charging me a percentage of my overall portfolio's worth, mm -hmm. but they're buying and selling a bunch of funds and EFTs. And so churn, how much is the churn costing you? Yes. According, according to mint.com, it's been thousands of dollars this year. Yeah. And I'm like, Hmm, I don't know if this is worth it. I really got to, you know, so. so. So mine, once it's in the fund, like I don't pay what they do in the fund doesn't cost mm -hmm. me money. Right. You know, what the, whatever the funds manager is doing, you know, so if right. I'm in. But, yeah. but if I don't own a fund and they decide, you know what, I think you need to be in iShares such and such, and they go and buy $5,000 of that, there's a fee associated with it. Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of these buying and selling of things going on. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's one of the reasons I don't do individual stocks. Right. Well, these aren't individual stocks. These are, these are all funds and, and, uh, you know, EFTs and, and, uh, and stuff. Well, he's not a very nice man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, like I said, um, I'm gonna have a chat with them in uh, 19 minutes uh, with my Ameritrade guys there, and uh, we're gonna see. Incidentally, you, I'm sure you noticed Ameritrade is getting bought by Schwab. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, I honestly don't. I wouldn't have a problem with the churn if he's making me a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And when I say a lot of money, I mean right. 18, 19. 30% return. If he's making 30% right. return and he's got a churn and he's making money, I don't have a problem with that. If right. I'm making 6% mm -hmm. and he's making a whole lot of churn, he's no longer my dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I'm looking like the, the one year for the state street, you know, one of their target date funds, for instance, say, I don't know, 2045, let's just pick that one. Um, in one year, it hasn't really done a lot. It's gone from like around $12 a share to around $13 a share. But that's like, you know, nine, you know, not, not nine, nine ish percent or so, you know, well, yield to date, yield to date, TTM expense ratio, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, anyway, I, I'm just, I'm kind of curious. I got to, uh, I got to see, but, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, little skeptical. I'm not sure I'm going to be <laughs> reusing this, uh, this service coming, coming forth. We'll see. Well, if he, if he doesn't tell you something you want to hear, I can, I can send you the information of my guy and he, uh, I, I mean, 
He's done. I mean, if I, if I, I, I think I'm, I mean, I'm leaning towards just, you know, throwing everything into a target date fund, you know, mm-hmm. like Vanguard, like VTI VX or something like that and just let it go. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. cause at least I, I can see when I look at it, all I can tell is it's gone up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And there would not have been thousands of dollars of fees involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> You know, and that's the whole thing about, you know, well, diversifying and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because the target date funds seem to do a pretty good job diversifying. Mm-hmm. So where's the benefit, you know? I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway. Yeah, benefit for me is I don't fool with it. I don't have to fool with it. But you don't, but that's the beauty of a target date fund too, though. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fool with it. Just yeah. buy it. Go. Done. Mm-hmm. So anyway, on that note, I should uh, get some of my paperwork ready and uh, yep. start preparing. So um, I guess uh, we should let you take us out, shall we? All right. I shall do so. So listener, we do want your feedback. If you'd like to discuss a particular topic of uh, anything that we've covered or something that we haven't covered, uh, we would like to maybe cover it. We might not want to cover any topic. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com there's a contact us form on there and if you send us something we will send something back one way or another depends (laughs) on what you send us (laughs) maybe it is a spam notification maybe I don't know (laughs) we'll see maybe so so with that I think we can hit the big big red red button button To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.